Hey friends, welcome to the Confetti Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hinshaw. I believe that picture books open the magic for all readers. Today, open your heart and let all the book feels in. It's going to be so much fun. Let's open the magic. Welcome to another episode of Confetti Moments. I'm so glad you're here. On today's episode, I get a chance to sit down with Shelly Johannes, and guess what? Today is both of our birthdays. I cannot wait to talk to her, and it's just going to be such a bookful treat. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. If anyone knows how excited I am to do this interview, like they're in for such a treat because I have so many questions for you. And the first question I need to know, is your favorite color yellow? I, you know what's funny is I'm not good at having favorite colors because they constantly change. So right now, yellow is pretty high up there. <laughs> I, I have my yellow hat that I bought about five years ago. And then once um, More Than Sunny, my picture book came out and it's bright yellow. It just makes me want to wear my yellow hat all the time. <laughs> so I, I have a lot of yellow in my wardrobe right now. My favorite color is yellow. Oh, so. That's so cool. Now my next question for you is, are you left or right-handed? I am right-handed. Okay, I just need to really forget that I thought that most people that were our authors or illustrators were left-handed because when I went to ILA, gosh, I think it's been like four years ago, everybody was left-handed and I was like, oh, maybe all like creative people are left-handed and the last 11 people I've interviewed are all right-handed. So <laughs> that is a rumor that people say, but I always felt a little bad that I wasn't left-handed because of that. <laughs> It feels okay. like something you're supposed to be. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll forgive you. I promise. Well, thank why you. Don't you. Why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, so I am currently an author and an illustrator. And um, my first book series was Beatrice Zinker, Upside Down Thinker, which is a chapter book series about a girl who does her best thinking upside down, literally and figuratively. And then I just had my first picture book come out um, in, I guess it's already been almost a year ago, in May 2021, called More Than Sunny. Um, but before I got into um, doing books, um, my background was actually as an architectural designer. And I always wanted to do art and books, but I never imagined I could do both things at once. And I didn't really have the confidence to go after what I really wanted to do. Um, early on in my life. And so architecture seemed like a creative job that was this known entity that you could go to school and then be that, where being an artist or a writer seemed very vague and unattainable. And so it took me a long time to finally move in that direction. Um, but it's like the two things I always wanted to do was write and art. So I'm really, really happy that I actually get to do that thing that I dreamed of in a way that I never even knew was possible. So it's a little bit about me. Also, I, I live in a suburb north of Detroit, Michigan, and I actually live in the home I grew up in as a kid, which is really fun when I'm writing because it's like to be in the place where I was as a kid, it makes it, I think, even easier to like key into kid me, even though I already feel like I still am that same person, but it makes it even easier to be able to stand in my actual bedroom and remember what I was thinking and, um, so that's where I live and I have two boys um, who are 13 and 16 now and four birds and they make life really interesting and you might hear them in the background depending on how noisy they are. 
I love that. I actually was uh, reading an article this week preparing for your interview and that Jarrett wrote about you. So I have like so many questions. I want to be like, okay, now what's your favorite pizza? Because you talked about being a pizza lover (laughs) and that you would probably have me in your yellow hat. So I was hoping for that. Um, And I also, since today is our birthday, which I can't believe, I love, like, I love my birthday. So do you love your birthday? I do love it. I think I love it more now than I did previously. Like in the last five years, the birthdays just seem so fun. I don't know why. Right? They're so fun. So um, how are you going to celebrate your birthday today? So I always celebrate with pizza. I am that I do hold true on my pizza love. I just usually go, going to go out with my family and get some pizza and hang out and spend time with the people I love. That's always just the perfect birthday to me. Right. And yeah, I get to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm so every year we do, I love spaghetti and salad. So going to my parents and that's what we'll have spaghetti and salad. Oh, and, um, I'm about gosh, eight years ago, I went gluten and dairy free for stomach issues. So I used to love mm-hmm. yellow cake with chocolate frosting, but now I think it'll just probably be a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie, but that's still amazing. Yes, I get it. I had to I go low carb for my blood pressure. So now I have to like cauliflower crust pizza, which is not the same, but it's still good to be alive. So right? still pizza. So I love it. I know I, when I get pizza, I don't get cheese either. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, just load it with toppings. And then you don't even know. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. We should probably get back to like why you're here, but I love random questions and I love just learning about people. I think people always ask me like, do you like interviewing people on confetti moments? And I said, yes, I'm going to be the next Oprah. Like, I just love learning about people. So, so awesome. many, many questions for you today. But one I would love to, I love asking authors this question is, why do you think picture books are so important for just the world, especially right now? Yeah. I mean, that's such a huge question. I feel like we could talk about that alone all night. But I think picture books are just powerful for a bunch of different reasons. For one, I think that the combination of words and image together is it creates something that's different than anything else. I feel like um, the combination of those two things working together just meets your heart and your brain in a a different way than any other kind of book. And it's the first thing that people really are exposed to um, as far as reading goes. So I feel like it's the first bridge into reading that people have, but for me, they still are my favorite thing to read as a person. And I know nothing inspires me more than picture books. Like nothing makes me happier to be alive, like reminds me of the simple joys in life. And I also feel like nothing has changed me more than picture books, like reading someone's um, biography, like this year, um, I read, um, one of my favorite ones was Nina, about Nina Simone. And like, that story was just amazing. Like I knew of her, but I didn't know her whole story. And it's like nothing like broadens my world to other people's viewpoints um, than a picture book. And it comforts you and it can bring you joy. Like it can do almost anything. And so there's nothing that brings me more joy or change or anything really comfort that there is. So I, my whole office is just filled with picture books and I would be happy if I had many, many more, (laughs) but I love that. That's such a great answer. And I, it makes me think of your book more than sunny. And I loved reading it because I am like, so sunny. Like I love the sunshine. Like today it's super hot here and I'm just like thriving on life. I hate clouds. I could never live anywhere like actually cold, 
but your book reminded me to even find, and this might not have been the message, but this is the message I took from it, to find joy even in like the winter and that there's beautiful things that come from those seasons. And I think over the last three years, we were in many different seasons and finding, even though, you know, finding joy during COVID is probably not the right verb wordage I should say, but like I found peace in slowing down yes. and I really loved get what I took from your book is that message. So my question to you is as the writer, what message were you trying to portray and do you like it when others kind of come up with their own message? I think I'll answer the second part first is I love when people bring themselves into the book. I think that's part of the joy of books in general is that everyone brings their whole self and their whole history into a book and that becomes part of it. Because sometimes I'll read a book and I got something completely different than someone else. And I realize like, I just brought all of, you know, everything in me to that and you read it differently. So I really like when people can even see a different layer that you might not have realized was there. Um, but for me, I think it really was about that finding the joy and finding new discoveries every day, no matter what the weather is. And that there's always like when you um, purposely look for it, you can always find something to bring you joy, no matter what the situation is. Um, so when I first started making the book, it came when my son, we were, we were doing a, um, a weather chart for his first grade class. And I don't really like routine and routine things like knowing what's expected and just doing it. And so I was kind of dreading working on it because it seemed really boring to me. And so, and all you had to do is mark, keep a catalog the weather for a month or whatever. And so on our first day of it, I was already kind of bored with it. And then he looked outside and he said, it's sunny and birdie today. And he was so excited. And I automatically was so interested because I would have never thought of comparing the weather and adding an animal to it and then we were both looking outside and it was winter and but it was sunny out and he just saw this beauty out there and then the next day he said it was windy and squirrely and then right away I'm like this has to be a book because he made me like he took me out of my jaded boredom and made weather new to me and that's one of my favorite things that books can do so I didn't know at the beginning exactly what form it was going to take but just that combining weather with an animal was interesting and it made it a new experience. And then along the way, it kind of came this thing of like flipping perspective from not being able to see the wonder to the sister kind of showing um, her brother how to find that. And so I didn't know from the beginning, you know, exactly where it was heading, but. Oh, I love that. That he brought me that day, so. And I love that you're pretty much like, yep, I'm not, I'm so A-type. And like, I can tell from what you just said, you are so not A-type. And I love that. <laughs> yes, I love that, you know, there's so many different types of people in the world. My younger son is much more type A and he always needs to know what's next. And I have to remind myself that it's okay to have things a little tiny bit structured because he needs to know what's coming next. And I hate knowing what's coming next. And so even within a family, you have to kind of make it so everyone can function, even if you're all a different type of person. Oh my gosh. Like I'm literally sitting here thinking like, how can she not like routine? Like <laughs> I thrive on routine. I'm like getting hot because I'm worried for you, but you're like, no, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love, I love that. So speaking of, of that, I would love to know like when you're drawing your characters, which, oh, you're the little girl in More Than Sunny is just the cutest little peach ever. 
<laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. Do you just kind of sit down? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try drawing her and you don't really know what colors you're going to pick. Yeah. I, one of the reasons I like having, um, like drawing daily when I'm not thinking about a project is that I like to accidentally stumble into my characters. So I don't know if for any of them, I knew what they looked like going into the project. And so I was working on Beatrice and I used to always write at a coffee shop and then I will get stuck writing or just get burned out because you know, there's only so many hours you can write without a break. And then I'd pull out a sketchbook and just draw people at Starbucks and there'd be cute kids coming in. And one day I actually brought my watercolors and I started painting these two kids, a girl and a boy, and they were in their pajamas and I really liked drawing them. So I drew them again the next day and the next day. And I'm like, oh, I think maybe these are the kids that should be in the story because before that, my artwork kept looking too much like Beatrice. And we really wanted it to still feel like me, but feel uh, distinctly different. Yes. And so I felt like, okay, these kids feel like me, but completely different feeling than Beatrice. And so I kind of stumbled into them accidentally. And that's what I, I'm working on some books right now. That I don't really know what the characters look like, but I'm drawing every day and I'm just hoping that there'll be characters that I just keep wanting to return to and that's how I'll figure out who I want them to be. So. I love that. Do you feel like it's because, you know, you your style is very your style and when people see it, we know it's Shelly. Do you think it's hard for illustrators to be able to have different characters with their same like signature look or is it easy? I don't know. I, I struggle with that all the time because I'm glad that you recognize my drawings because for me, I'll feel like sometimes that they feel drastically different, but it's just what naturally comes out of my hand. So I'm always worried that I am not distinct enough because I get bored easily and I like trying new things all the time. And so that's part of the joy of making things. So I always hope that it doesn't have to always look the same because to me, that's half the fun in making stuff is not knowing what it's going to look like. And so I'm constantly trying new things. But anyway, I try to comfort myself that, you know, your hand is still you and it's always part of you and that there's always room for that kind of shift. But, um, but I don't really know. I wonder about that all the time. Well, no, I really, we grow as humans, right? So your craft is always going to get better, but like you're always you. So your drawings will always be you. They're just going to amplify as time changes. Yeah. I love, I love experimenting with things and I don't like the feeling of knowing what I'm doing exactly. I like that feeling of being uncertain. I feel like it pushes me. And so like around Christmas, I started playing around with my husband's iPad because it's the one thing I, I didn't want to draw digitally. And then I felt like maybe that's the thing I need to do to throw me out of my comfort zone. And I thought I wouldn't like it. Instead, it's so addicting. And part of why I've been loving it is that just unfamiliar feeling of not knowing how to use something and it just makes you work differently and it's like I don't know it's it's a weird thing I'm sure most people aren't like that but I really do love that feeling I'm feeling like I don't know what I'm doing but I'm having fun <laughs> everyone this is now a therapy session for Courtney <laughs> and she's learning how to let go <sighs> I'm like loving this like I'm taking it in and I'm like okay I'm gonna take that like advice with me after we get off this podcast interview because I that is such good advice that you know you don't have to know and you can try something and if it fails oh well but maybe something beautiful is going to come out of it so that's some really good advice well you're best known for your Beatrice series and how did you decide 
I'm going to like step away from chapter books and write picture books. And then how is the process different? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, when I wanted to make books, I imagined doing picture books because like I said, when I was younger, I wanted to be a writer and artist and I didn't know that those could combine until I had kids and I was reading to my son. And when he was about two, we were reading um, How I Became a Pirate by David Shannon. And the first line is like, pirates have green teeth if they have any teeth at all. And for some reason, just reading that sentence made me realize that picture book writing was writing, which I hadn't really been thinking of it. I was just thinking of it as its own thing. And it made me realize that's what I wanted to do was make picture books. And so when I first pursued Beatrice, it, she was a picture book. And it was a picture book about a girl who broke into a library and the story was completely different, but Beatrice herself was almost the exact same person. She had her ninja suit, she was upside down, she did her best thinking upside down and she loved sock puppets and she had so many similarities, but not at all the same plot. And then that's the book that I sent to my now agent. And he's the one who suggested that I pursue her as a chapter book series. And I'm really glad that it turned out that way because I got to spend so much time with Beatrice and I got to find out that I love writing chapter books and I would have never thought of that on my own. But in my mind, I always wanted to circle back to picture books. And I'm glad I had the time to get more confident in my artwork before actually doing it. And I think that More Than Sunny is a better representation of the kind of picture book that I would want to keep making. So I'm glad that it all um, turned out like it did. Um, I'm really happy to finally get into the world of picture books and get to explore that. And the process of the two, I don't think they were that different. Like even in architecture, I feel like the design process and the writing, any creative process feels very similar to me. Like it's a lot of, um, like vague aspirations of wanting to make something that you love and that you have ideas about, but you don't know what it is. It's this thing that you can't quite grasp. And then you're like wrestling with how that thing becomes this real physical concrete thing. And it's a, um, I don't know, it's like a hard process, but really interesting. That's the fun of the creative process. So I feel like all three things felt very similar. Um, where they felt different is that I think in the picture book, I was a lot more relaxed because I did it in the margins. Like when I had a break from Beatrice, if I was waiting on feedback or something, I worked on more than sunny during those little tiny breaks. And it was just something to pour myself into to get rid of nervous energy, but I didn't have any expectations at the time. And so I was being less try hard about it, if that makes sense, because I wasn't pouring like, like with Beatrice, I just wanted her to be a representation of everything I wanted and everything I was. And like, it had such high goals that sometimes that stressed me out and psyched myself out where I wasn't feeling that about the picture book because it, no one was waiting for it. I just went back and forth with my agent a lot. Like I would send him some stuff and say, what do you think of this? And then he would, say what about trying this and just like little shifts in how to tell the story um because sometimes it had a narrative and sometimes we tried to tell it all with just the two words and sometimes I wasn't able to make that a clear enough story arc and so there was just a lot of shifting back and forth and it was the first time I didn't um I didn't think about getting it right instead every time I was just thinking um, like, I wonder what this version of this is going to look like. And then I knew that there would be another version and another version. And it was like the first time I was just completely surrendered to the creative process, not worrying 
about what the what one was going to be the final one and when we finally got to the final one where my agent was like okay I think we're ready I was like oh we are <laughs> like I wasn't even expecting to be ready yet and so um it was just a slightly more chill process um and it was different working on the artwork because the artwork was full color um and so I had to like Beatrice was just adding one color and it's just spot illustrations where in the picture book your artwork is carrying so much of the story and I could use any color and I had to figure out you know what's the palette and how do I use the full page and so that was like a bit of a learning curve is to remember or learn how to illustrate something completely different than a chapter book. I love that and I hope you know how much your book has like changed the world because it's such and you know I today's our first conversation we've had it you know back and forth but I feel like your joy that you've shared online and that you're sharing here really comes through that book and so I just want you to know that I'm very grateful for it. Well thank you so much that means so much. You're so welcome you're so welcome. How do you, you kind of already shared, but I want to know if you have any more to add. How do you pick the people or the topics you want to write about? That one, I feel like they just, like, I'm not a person who has tons of ideas. You know, some people say they just don't have enough time. They have so many books in their head, they don't have enough time. I am the opposite of that. I don't very often have ideas. Um, I have lots of, like, I could draw all day, just random people, but just every once in a while, something, I feel strongly about a certain feeling and like the day when my son said Sunny and Birdie, I felt inside like I want to make something out of this because it may, it's usually something that makes me so excited that I know I'll remember that feeling in that moment forever. And I want to somehow share that feeling that I have. Um, so the same thing for my picture book that's coming out next, this joy, it was the same thing. It was like this overwhelming feeling I had that I wanted to share. And I realized it was a feeling that I had had multiple times. So it's usually like this very strong gut feeling that I want to make something. And sometimes they don't all turn out like sometimes nobody's interested in that book that I started. And so it doesn't always work, but um, but I don't really like sit around trying to think of ideas. It's usually just a moment in time of like appreciating something and then feeling like I need to try to explore this further because I want to share this thought. I love that. Now, do you have a critique group? Do you meet weekly with people to talk about ideas? I don't. It's really weird. I, my um, background, like when I go to schools and talk, I talk a lot about who I was as a kid and that I loved reading and writing and drawing, but I thought that those things didn't count and that they weren't valued. And then I really spent a lot of my life being a chameleon or hiding like a turtle and not wanting to share that part of myself. And it wasn't until about 10 years ago, I had read this quote by Joss Whedon that said, whatever makes you weird is probably your greatest asset. And I was, it like really threw me. I was like, have all these things I've been hiding and viewing as my thought flaws, those are the things that are going to let me make a book because those are, that's really me. And so I think I, so that was that flipping perspective that allowed me to write Beatrice and really go after it. But I still am very shy creatively. I, have, I feel like my creativity is somewhat fragile. And so I, I don't have a critique group. Um, I never shared my manuscript with anyone except for um, one friend um, the whole time I was writing it until I sent it to my agent. And so I really only share my work with my agent and whoever is my editor at the time. And I keep trying to get over that, but then, um, I don't, I don't know that I 
will or that I need to. I'm not sure. I feel like the more voices I have, the more confused I get. And I do best if I can just stay in my own brain. And then like, I really trust my agent and his um, creative feedback. And it helps me to just have that one person that that one person and then myself it helps me hear my own voice better I think because my own voice is still so shy to come out I feel like it doesn't it can't handle a bunch of other too many other opinions so I do think it's important to just know yourself and what works for you because sometimes what works for everyone else might not be the best thing for you but that's it always sounds so fun like I would want to be a part but I am part of a debut group for um like when I was my picture book was coming out and I love having that group of people that I don't share we're not sharing our work in advance but just having a group of people that you feel like you're together as a community I love having that and a critique would probably be that too but I just don't have the, the guts or the desire to to do it no, I think that's great. And I think it's so special that you're willing to, you know, be open and saying, you know, I work better alone. And, you know, I sometimes do too. I think when you get too many opinions or we get too many cooks in the kitchen, then it's like, it just, you got to make your own decisions. And so I think that is a great perspective to have. I really, really value your opinion on that. That's awesome. So you already kind of, I keep saying you already talked about it, which we, I just love to talk. So we'll just keep talking, but <laughs> Do you do author visits and talk about your books? I do. I love author, author visits. It's one of the fun surprises about being published is I never would have known that about myself. Um, all of my friends were teachers when I was younger and I was like the oddball who was the architectural designer. And I never thought I had any skills that I would want to be in a school or that I didn't think I don't have good management skills of like trying to control a crowd so I always thought I wouldn't enjoy it but instead it is like the most fun thing ever and I love it and I love like when I was a kid I never met an artist I never met an author and I really thought I had all these misconceptions that you had to be loud and exciting and all these stereotypes that I had in my head and I thought you had to live in California or New York to do something amazing and so I, no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you're safe you're there you know? <laughs> Um, but I love going and talking to kids everywhere and telling them like, you can be any kind of person and you can live anywhere. And um, I like to be the person who validates the kids in the room that need their creativity uh, validated. So I like talking about the journey of how I got there and more like I am talking about how I made the book, but I'm more talking about life and like getting confidence in your own self as a person. So it, it ended up being such an inspiring thing, just getting to talk to kids. And so I do both um, in-person and virtual. I love doing them. So if anybody's interested, I they, feel free to reach out through my website because I love doing them. That's awesome. I think that's such a great message for kids that we all need that right now, just being who you are and you don't need to change for anybody. And whatever you're giving out is exactly what the world needs. So that's really, really great advice. Before we get to my rapid fire questions, is there anything else you want to share about that I didn't ask? Let's see. I guess I didn't talk too much about my next picture book, which is um, I would love to chat about. Um, I had so much fun making it. It's a companion to More Than Sunny. And um, it's called This Joy. And what is really fun to me, when I, when I sold More Than Sunny to Abrams, it was a two book deal. So I always knew there was going to be another one, but we didn't know what it was going to be. And while I was on the road driving to get my art supplies for More Than Sunny, I felt so happy that I am getting to do what I love. And I just felt so grateful to be alive. I had this 
just really weird feeling of like, just like my chest was bursting open. And I just, I had this um, like visual of just like my arms wide open in a field wanting to hug the whole world and just feeling so inadequate that you're just not big enough to like show all the love that you feel inside. And then I started thinking of the words of this book how it started right on the drive to go get my art supplies for that book and then it's so crazy to me that that really did become my next book and it kind of like sprang out of the joy of making the first one so i'm really excited to continue to share books that are about joy and like seeing beauty in the little things in life um so it comes out in october and i had so much fun doing the artwork um i feel like i was pushing myself with more than sunny and then this one i got to like push myself to be even more messy and free in the artwork and so I'm really really excited to share it and it seems like it felt so far away but already now it's gonna it's coming in October which already is coming not that it's I, don't, I hate pushing things ahead but just it's coming faster than um than it feels like it would be and so I'm, it's making me really excited we just got like the the publicity plan and all of that. So it just makes it seem real and makes me really excited to get to share it soon. Oh, that's so exciting and so sorry. That is like one of the best questions I was gonna ask you today. And I oh. just went over my head. But I am so excited about that book. I just love the title and the message and I'm all about finding the little joy in everything. So that book, oh, I, I just can't wait. I hope to be the first reader. Oh, thank you. I'll make sure you get one. Oh, thank, <laughs> one <you. early. laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Besides your book, what are you most excited to come out in 2022? Okay. Um, one of the ones I've been waiting for just came out like two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Upside Down Hat, um, but my agent, Stephen Barr, it's his first book that he wrote. And it's illustrated by Gracie Zhang, whose artwork I adore. And so it's called the upside down hat and it's about i think gratitude and finding new perspective when you lose everything and find that you still have everything you need um i'll give you a little peek oh. at the cover but it's just a beautiful book and um steven is just an amazing person and even his emails are like a thing of brilliance so i knew that his book was going to be so beautiful but um i had been counting down for years so that was like i was stalking the mailbox for it to arrive and it felt really exciting to have that feeling um and it was just so perfect so that was one i've been waiting for and then the other one that comes to mind is um carter higgins book a story is to share yes. um it's going to be illustrated by Isabel Arsenault and she's one of my favorite illustrators. Carter's one of my favorite brains out there. And so I'm, and it's, it's about Ruth Krauss and it's, um, the editor is my editor for my picture books too. So it feels like this dream team of people that I feel like that book is going to be so special. So that's my other one that I'm really, really counting down for. Oh, I love it. It's so fun talking to other people who love picture books as much as, as much as I do, because like the smiles on our faces oh. <laughs> right now are so contagious. I just love it. What is your favorite uh, bookstore? Ooh, that one's almost, I think, impossible to answer. Um, I don't have bookstores super close to my house. Um, so 
for my book launches for Beatrice, we always had them at the Barnes and Noble because that is like five minutes from my house. And we were really lucky in that the person who was in the children's department there had been there for 30 years, Mary Jane, and she made it feel like an independent in her love of the community and everything. So she's the person who every day after I would write, I would, my Starbucks would be in the parking lot of that place and I would go hang out and chat books with her. So she just retired during the pandemic, which is a bummer. Um, but locally we have other bookstores that are more of a drive for me, but there's Literati in Ann Arbor. I don't know if you know Literati, but it's like gorgeous store. And I wish I lived closer because I probably would hang out there every day if I did. And then um, there's a store called Bookbeat that's about 45 minutes from me and they've they're just they've been around since the 70s and I love that they know every customer that comes in the door and they like think of books for them in advance and um it's a really special store and um and then recently we got a new because we don't have tons in our area like there's def we definitely could use more um they just opened up a new one in the gross point area called coriander's and it feels like um a bookstore in a movie like it feels like a dream it, it is mind-blowingly beautiful so I've only been there twice so far but I'm going to be hanging out there a lot more but it feels like horrible to even name bookstores because so many bookstores have been so wonderful to me like when I when I travel on tour that's one of my favorite things is getting to visit bookstores and everyone who works there is so special and I mean I I love watching other people like when you go on those bookstore journeys and um, yes. Mary do that um like I'm so jealous and like wish I could just like hop through and come along with everyone on their trip to all the bookstores because they're just all so amazing. I know it's so fun. We actually have none like remotely near me anymore either. So they're like mm -hmm. all in LA. So it's a drive, but yeah. I'm hoping we'll get more down here one day soon. But favorite place to read? So in the winter, my bed and in good weather my front yard like either on my porch or I like to put a cot under the tree in my front yard and read out there if the weather is nice so for me that's like maybe half the year and then half the year we're stuck inside oh that's my gosh <laughs> I know it's April and you're in like a beanie and a jacket and a sweater <laughs> I I wouldn't last two minutes so <laughs> it is <That's> right <laughs> if you could put yourself in a book which book would it be Ooh, okay so when I was a kid, I would have put myself in Anne of Green Gables. I wanted to move to Prince Edward Island, but then I realized she wouldn't really be there, but <laughs> I wanted to move there. Um, so I feel like I, I would pick based on like wanting to be with those characters. So for a picture book, I would want to live in Frady Zoo. I don't know if you're familiar with Frady Zoo. Yes. Such a great book by uh, Tira Hayter. And I just want to be this family. They're this super creative family who when their one kid doesn't know why they don't want to go to the zoo, they just don't, they just make their whole house a mess, making crafts of every animal in the alphabet. And I just love the freedom. Like, I feel like I just like, whenever some, whenever I love someone's book, I feel like I love them because books are such an extension of yourself. So I was just like happy for her that she would have that kind of family um, that would just make such a mess and do it so joyfully. And I'm always like, I want to be that parent or I wish I could go live in that book. And then the other one I feel that way about is the Vanderbeekers um, by Christina Glasser. Like I maybe I want to be their neighbor. I want to live in their brownstone or the brownstone next door, both because I love New York, but I also just love the family. I love their little pets. And I was like, I want to move in <laughs> with them. I love that. I love that. This has been so much fun. Where can my Confetti Moments listeners find you to connect with you? 
Okay, so they can find me um, pretty much anywhere online. Um, I have a website, ShellyJohannes.com, that if they have questions, they can reach me through there. But I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. Um, and on Twitter, I'm at Shelly Johannes. And, but I, mo I spend most of my time on Instagram because I love visual. And so it's like, I, I feel weird talking online. Like I'm a kind of person who loves one-on-one -on -one conversation. And so it feels weird to me speaking to whoever, like it just feels like this giant audience just speaking into the void. So I don't love that feeling. And so I, but I do love putting my artwork out there because that feels much more natural. So Twitter is like, or not Twitter, Twitter I go to occasionally. And I know a lot of more educators are over there. So I do hang out there. Um, you know, I check in every day, but I love hanging out on Instagram because it's just fun to connect with people all over the world. And it's so easy to do that visually. Like I love seeing people's artwork from all over the world and getting to chat, even if it's through emojis with people all over the world. So on Instagram, I'm at Shelly Johannes also. And I would love if people come say hi. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Happy birthday to you too. I hope you enjoy your spaghetti. Yes. And, and I hope you enjoy your pizza. <laughs> awesome. Hey, teachers. How are you? I am just so thankful that you have been listening to the Confetti Moments podcast. It is something that I love to do. I love to share my love of picture books and books and the love of teachers with all of you. And you know what I would love as well is, hey, why don't you share this podcast with another friend to spread the magic with them and leave a comment. Let teachers know, what do you love about this podcast? What do you want me to share more of? I would love to hear from you. All you have to do is go on to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review. Thanks so much. And as always, open the magic. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic. Friends, I love a good graphic tee, don't you? Did you know that I just launched my new magic wear? Yes, that's right. I have new designs, colors, clothing, cups, and hats. You can celebrate the love of reading by rocking an open the magic hat to the beach, a picture books are my jam shirt to the gym, and sip your chai tea latte on Fridays like me in a all new, all the confetti moments logo mug. Order today by visiting my shop at bit.ly backslash magic wear store. Again, that's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash M-A-G-I-C-W-E-A-R-S-T-O-R-E. All right, let's open the magic together and spread the love of reading all around the world.